because we know that grocery prices have been on the rise. Just to remind you, Stats Canada reported this week that grocery prices rose 11.4% in January compared to last year. We're all feeling it. And this is something that you can't get away from. You're going to spend money on food. The average Canadian family that's spending roughly $300 a week on food is spending about $15,000 a year. And that might not be anything that represents your budget. It could be significantly less than that. It could be be a lot more than that, especially if you're trying to feed a family. So what are some ways around maybe creating some budget-friendly meals, maybe batch cooking, trying to deal with these inflated prices while trying to feed a family? We're going to get into it right now with our next guest, who's a registered dietitian and owner of Food First Nutrition Consulting. Emily Mardell is joining me. Emily, good afternoon. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. So glad to be here. I mean, we're not going away from food prices being really high. We heard from Loblaw companies saying they're they're facing uh, food price hikes from some of their suppliers, and Loblaws is Canada's biggest grocer. So, no matter what, mm-hmm. Canadians are going to be spending a lot on on their food. So, what are some tips that you have as a dietitian for grocery shopping on a budget? Maybe avoiding some items that are unnecessary, others that maybe you can add in. What are some ways around this, Emily? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's okay to say at first, I think you know food budgeting is a privilege, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for uh, for 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 few people in a sense because you know one in eight households in Canada are food insecure. That means you know they don't have access to you know safe, appropriate, nutritionally adequate food, and that's because of affordability and you know accessibility and that sort of thing. So I just like to say that because I think you know the cost of living, the cost of eating is rising, and in some cases people cannot budget with funds they do not have. And I think that we just have to be frank with that, right? And I know it's it's really hard to hard to kind of, you know, say and even harder to live through. But at the end of the day, you know, um, I think we can talk about budgeting and I'm gonna get into it hundred <laughs> percent. But I think we need to add we need to advocate, you know, for more support for those one in eight families that really cannot put food on the table, you know? I think I think it's a really it's a great point and it really does put things into perspective, right? If you're in a position where you're trying to just sort of you know not make your bills go a little bit higher but you're still able to cover them even if they were I, it's something I think that it's it's a good reminder for all mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. to just sort of appreciate yeah. the position that we do find ourselves in and now, then there are those Canadian families that are that are saying look I, I cannot afford to spend any more on my groceries I, I can't mm-hmm. spend an extra hundred dollars a, a week or a month or, or whatever it is what advice do you have for for mm-hmm. those Canadians that find themselves in that position well, I think we, we talk a lot about the point of purchase cost, right? So the cost in grocery stores or where, wherever it is that we're purchasing our food from. But I think we can look um, kind of at a different angle as well. So in terms of like meal planning, planning ahead, planning for what you have on hand, what's, you know, buried in the back of the pantry or in the freezer and buying what's necessity, right? What you kind of need to make a complete meal, if you will. Um, planning before we go to purchase, that is a savings approach in and of itself. So whether it's, you know, shopping where, you know, you're going to get the best deal or just again like planning based on what you have um the other thing is like eating in season you know trying to find ways to actually capitalize on the things that are locally grown or produced and things that don't have to travel so far don't have a lot of holding time and you're getting the nutritional benefit as well so that would be um one of my favorite things lastly because i grew up with a single mom uh a grandmother who taught me thank god how to cook uh when you think about you know the food skills that are deteriorating that's one of the ways that we can stretch food dollars too is actually learning how to cook right because strat- cooking from scratch and is 
is one of the best ways to stretch food dollars because we can use more of those raw food ingredients to create meals as well so you know and uh, I have uh, my favorite um, oven mitt uh, says you know whatever happens we're eating it so (laughs) (laughs) I I think if you can be brave if you can be brave it can help with budgeting too. Emily you're reminding me of my childhood when my mom used to make what she would call experiments and they would be like experimental casseroles (laughs) and there would be various types of cereal that was on (laughs) was on top of them sort of just what was left over we would yeah we would eat it and sometimes occasionally the the dishes that would catch on fire ended up being the best ones so when we're talking about trying to eat healthy though i I mean can you do that on a budget because i'm imagining you know when you're trying to incorporate lots of fresh produce and lots of vegetables and and getting those things into your diet can you do that on a budget Mm -hmm. well i like to think of um one way one way to do that is to kind of kick diet culture to the curb you know for more than one reason okay Mm -hmm. but budgeting you know when we look at uh, foods that tend to be um, you know vilified as not being overly healthy tend to be some of the most nutritious like if you think about you know the humble potato right as you know three to five grams of protein and has a source of fiber vitamin c potassium more potassium than a banana actually right so for for many people you know uh, roasting a nice potato and perhaps making like a a lentil ragu to go on top or you know a, a vegetarian chili kind of you know reinventing some of the things that we might not you know identify as being actually really really good are and they're low cost as well um on the prairies we're so lucky because we grow so many of the world's most amazing pulses you know beans peas lentils chickpeas that sort of thing and from a nutritional benefit to cost ratio i can't think of anything more nutrient dense you know than our lentils chickpeas that sort of thing so kind of inching towards you know those plant proteins sometimes is a great way to stretch the volume and kind of the nutrition and the satisfaction factor of your meals as well is there a creative workaround when it comes to food waste because emily i'll just what i do in my household is i sort of plan the the meals that are going to happen throughout the week and then purchase my groceries according to that plan and try to get creative you know making sure that you can sort of use everything that you purchase but there's always still something that gets thrown away how do you limit food waste which i know we're all guilty of to some extent yeah, it's it's really kind of um, staggering. Uh, the National Zero Waste Council uh, in 2022 uh, they published some data saying that you know the average household in Canada um, has a food waste of about 140 kilograms, you know, and that's over 1,300 dollars worth of food in a year, and that's again an average and quite like staggering when you think about it 60 percent of that they estimate can be avoidable. So I think it's something we all have to work towards just in terms of you know, what we can do to re- reduce food waste. Now, for me, I would say, like you said, with the planning, um, when I roast a whole chicken, I definitely try to make stock afterwards. I try to leverage it into a stew or perhaps a casserole or something like that. And again, throwing in some of those plant proteins to stretch that even further. Um, make friends with the freezer, you know. Uh, again, from a nutrition standpoint, so many of our frozen, you know, fruits, vegetables, that sort of thing, they're, they're frozen, you know, by flash freezing at the peak of freshness. And, they're already prepared. You don't have to chop them. You don't have to, you know, throw out, um, you know, the outer leaves or, mm-hmm. you know, stems or whatever it might be that that could be lost because you're using the entire food product that you're purchasing. So I think making friends with the freezer is probably my biggest tip when it comes to reducing food waste, but always looking at how you can leverage leftovers and kind of cook once but eat twice, you know, so finding out ways that you can use the ingredients that you have left over into something that, uh, that could be really nourishing as well. Emily, one more question for you, and it's not necessarily about grocery shopping, more about um, ordering 
in or getting mm. new takeout. I mean, there are so many there are so many options right now for third party delivery apps. They'll just bring whatever you want to your door, which is great, but it can be really expensive. Is there a workaround there, or do you just try to avoid it? Um, well, I think you know. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, I try to, in a way, find things that are less expensive to complement what I'm ordering. So, like on pizza night, we often try to make, um, like it could be just a root vegetable kind of platter. It might be some celery or carrots or something like that and a uh, homemade dip. Something, again, to, you know, we can have a couple slices of pizza in our size that we're, we're leveraging from home. It might be even a steamed veg or something like that as well. A couple nights ago, we made like um, a carrot slaw, which is just basically grated carrot and some cabbage, apple, and threw in some vinegar, you know. So, you can kind of get creative creative with volume and that's important right because we want to keep the satisfaction the nutrition all of those things um at the table and if there's a way that you can kind of reduce perhaps that, that take it take out budget you know in terms of stretching what you already have i i suggest doing that for sure emily great advice thank you so much for your perspective really appreciate it yeah take care everyone emily Mordell.